Hey, you're listening to the GGC Life Podcast. Weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. Thank you, Lord. Stay standing if you don't mind. Let's just sing this um, these few verses. If he dresses a lilies with beauty of you, if he watches over every sparrow, how much more does he love you? How much more does he love you? If he dresses a lilies with beauty and splendor, how much more will he clothe you? How much more will he clothe you if he watches over every sparrow? How much more does he love you? 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 Receive what the Lord is saying. If he dresses a Receive this. With beauty and splendor, how much more does he call you? Every sparrow, how much more does he love you? 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 love you. We love you. We can only love you because you first loved us. This morning, I give everything to you. I give my thoughts. I give my worries. I give it all to you. I hand it over. Right now, just where you're standing, just visually, and if you like, even with your hands, almost like just grab those thoughts. Grab everything that's of concern to you and just go, here, Lord, take it. Just give it away. He's taking it off you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we love you. We love you this morning. We love you today and for the days to come. We surrender our right to know what is happening in every situation. We surrender what it is to be in control. And we go, Father God, take control. This is my heart. This is my life. I give it all to you. You're a good Father. And we love you so much. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Above all circumstances and above all stresses of life, the stresses are real. But we thank you that you're a good father. And if you dress the lilies, how much more would you clothe us? How much more? How much more would you look after your own children? We bless your name. Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Take your seats. Thank you, Leon and the bands. 
for taking us to beautiful places. um, So good to be at home, um, home church. We've been away uh, for those, there's a couple of faces I don't know, been away for the last few weeks. Sophie and I had an amazing time on holidays, worked up the tan, it was a good time. Um, But it's so good to be home and... um, and I, we know that we've been going through this time of prayer. Um, who here has um, felt it's okay if, if not? But who's been touched by just the last few weeks and just like what the Lord is doing in prayer? Or has anyone maybe felt that their prayer life has changed? I know for me, I, I was listening in online. My encouragement to you is that you're all here this morning. You, you're all, you all got up this morning. You put the shoes on your feet. You put the... The pants on your legs, the, the, sh- the, you know, the shirt on your body. Um, for some of you, you put on makeup. For some of you, you did your hair. For some of you, you don't have hair or need makeup because you're that good looking. But um, you got ready this morning. And um, I just want to encourage you that like, like the Lord sees everything. Like he sees your heart. He sees that you know, maybe, maybe you were dragged here. Maybe like your partner or your friend was the one that actually wanted to come this morning. And you're like, oh, fine, I'll come for you. It's like the fact that you came, like that's a beautiful thing in itself. So just be encouraged and go, wow, like, man, like, God loves you. There's so much, like, in, in, the, in, the, in the, this is in my notes, there's so much in the Christian, like, in, in, in the world, in the Christian, in, in, in the world, there's so much condemnation. There's so much, like, there's, there's such a sense of guilt. And um, I, I want to touch on, like, some of that, really, just only for a few minutes, just even in our prayer life, like, Man, if we all just understood just the reality of, like, God loves you. Like, He loves, like, He fully cares for you. And um, when, when we pray, we're, we're, we're praying for His kingdom come. And when we pray for His kingdom come, we actually, we, we actually pray blessings over our own lives. And, um, you know, I just, I really asked Leon to just sing that again. I, I really loved that um, verse. Like, if He dresses... I'm not going to quote it right. If he dresses the lilies, like how much more will he clothe you? And, um, you know, sometimes we, we even pray for things that the God's, God's already providing. Like God is already, like, in, in some rights, we pray for things that is, it is almost an injustice to the Lord. We're actually questioning his fatherhood over us. And, um, like, prayer is a beautiful thing. And I, and I hope that this morning... I just want to touch on a couple of different um, thoughts, and um, you know, one of them is a lifestyle of, of prayer, and another one is just like when we pray, how does that look like? And um, my my one hunger, the one thing, the one reward I get out of this morning, the one thing that would just make me a, a happy man. I'm happy whether or not you know you're happy. That's okay. But what what would make me even more happier is is that you encounter the Lord and that when you go home from today, your life actually looks different and your prayer life looks different. It would, I, it, would, it would be a disservice to the Lord on my behalf that you leave today and nothing changes and your life doesn't change or your prayer life doesn't change. Does that make sense? You hear my heart? So I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly excited. Um, I have a few points um, uh, to, that I thought are, are quite... Um, for those that write notes, um, I, I got a few points that I feel are going to be very, very um, vital, um, important. Just trying to find the word. For some of you, the, these few points, 
you're actually going to take it into your life and you're going to daily acknowledge where you are. And it's going to be a constant reevaluating and, and, a, and a, a bringing of a reawareness of the fact that you're children of God. And then what that looks like um, in, your, in your prayer life. So, um, again, the, the two parts. And I want to start on this, this lifestyle of prayer. Um, for those that do write notes, um, I have kind of three thoughts that I'm going to go over. Um, and that's position. So when we pray, we we'll just be mindful of the position that we're operating out of. Um, so it's like a heart posture. Like what is it, where is our heart situated when we pray? Two is kingdom oriented, is purpose. So there's position, purpose. So when we, when purposeful prayers is kingdom orientated prayers. And then there's persistence. And that's really strong throughout the word of God. There's, there's a, if you actually read through the gospels, there's, there's a constant, there's a, there's a Jesus and, and so on into Paul and when the letters are written, there's a constant pressing to be persistent in prayer, to keep going, to keep seeking after, to not stop, to pray day and night. So there's position, there's purpose, and um, there's persistence. But before we go there, I just wanted to um, open it up with this, and it's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. And it's, verse 16 goes, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. If you can take anything from this morning, let, let this be one of them. I'm going to read it like this. The will of God for you, Beck, for the will of God for you, Heidi, Curtis, Carl, is that in all that you do, in everything that you do, you're actually rejoicing and you're giving thanks to Him. Our prayer life is, is an open communication with God. When we pray, it, it's, it's, uh, to, to pray without ceasing is, is if I were to pick up my phone, let's say I call Leon, and, but the phone's never hung up. It's, the, the phone is always on. I'm in constant communication with him, and in the same way, to pray without ceasing is a constant, open communication with the Lord. And the title of my message this morning is "The Dove Upon You." The Dove Upon You. And we're gonna go. We're gonna go to scriptures soon. But I just, I really want to preface this really well, and I really want your hearts to be open to just the the complete revelation that there is an open line between you and the Father. And it's not out of our works, and it's not out of what we've done or failed to do, but it is because of Jesus, His perfect life lived, His death and resurrection, that through His life, that the Holy Spirit that was in the Holy of Holies and only there, now can reside in you. And, it, and when Jesus said, I only do and say as the Father says and is doing, that was the Holy Spirit within Him. It's like, the same Holy Spirit that was within Jesus is within you. That's not to take away the deity of, of the Almighty God in, in Christ Jesus, but it is to fully see that when, we're open, when there's an open dialogue with God, the Holy Spirit that is within you is communicating with God. And that dove upon you is Holy Spirit. And, and when you're aware that the Spirit of God is upon you in every step that you take, 
every a conversation that you have, everything that you do, you are constantly aware of the dove upon you. You are constantly aware that the phone is on. How many of you, <laughs> I know this happened a few times, maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're saying, I'm guilty of this and I apologize and I repent always, daily I repent. But maybe you're saying something, maybe you're saying something you should have, maybe you're saying something you should ha- shouldn't have about someone and you quickly check to see, and you just got off the phone to them, and you quickly check to see if none of you have experienced this and then you're holy than thou and amazing, I'm so happy for you. But if you if you found and you're like, oh crap, I need to I need to see if my if my if 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 my if my if I've not hung up the phone. Because maybe I was saying something or maybe it wasn't even bad, but maybe you were just going like, oh that was nice, but I would have rather been at home or I don't know what it like could have been. Like how much more is our conversation filtered when when the phone's on or as if someone's there? So we, you know, you might have heard the saying, would you say that in front, of, in front of your mother? Would you say that in front of Jesus? Like the most beautiful thing is that when Jesus died on the cross and he rose again and Holy Spirit was sent and released upon you, that Holy Spirit is within you. So everything you do and say and see, God sees. He still loves you, but he sees it. There's not condemnation in, in him, but there's grace. But grace empowers transformation. And our prayer life with the Father is a simple conversation. I'm trying to make this as casual as I can. Right now, I'm talking to you face to face. It is, I, I, I'm, I'm trying my best to not be exuberant or overpassionate. I can be a very zealous and loud person. But I want you to see that it's just an open dialogue. And I'm just, I'm just I really am, I'm talking to you. And in the same way, that, that's, that's what it is to, to have conversation with the Father. He's not condemning you, okay? Now, I must move on because I want to touch these few points. And um, so rejoice always. So so when we pray without ceasing, I love how it's wrapped around rejoice always and in everything give thanks. It It wasn't just pray without ceasing. Sorry, it wasn't just pray without ceasing for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. It was rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God for you. So I feel what's really being said here is no matter what you're going through, rejoice and be glad that God is still on the throne and that your life is not, a, 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 your, your life is not subject to the, to the difficulties or, or the situations that you go through. But in fact, rejoice that he is king of kings and he lives in me and, and, and that's the most beautiful thing. And in everything, give thanks and be thankful and be consciously aware that he is a good father. Cool. So what does it mean to have a lifestyle of prayer? It means to pray without ceasing. It means to have an open dialogue with the Father in all times. I, I hunger to want to know more of Him. I hunger and I just thirst to just, Father, I, 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 I need your will over my life. Whatever my thought is, when I pray something, it has to be in alignment with the kingdom of God. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go there. So the first one is position. Now, I really, like this, is, this could be a whole half an hour in itself, but it won't be. Um, so I'm going to let you go in and kind of devour it a little bit, maybe in your own time with, with the Lord, yeah? Position. Sinner, saint, son. Which are you? So it's actually, uh, and, and this is not a condemning thing, please hear my heart. 
But it, I, I think it's actually really important to evaluate sometimes how, how we're praying. Because, like, and as you come into sonship and you understand that you're children of God, then everything shifts and everything changes anyway. But I think it's really important to understand the mind of which things are being filtered in how we pray. And I'm, I'm going to just open this up really, really quickly. So a sinner, this might, like, this might be uh, this potentially a lot of us. When you pray, are you feeling condemned, ashamed, maybe hidden before God? So it's prayers that are full of guilt and, and, and often for oneself. So that might be, excuse me, that might be something like, God, I just did this on the weekend. I'm so sorry. I'm constantly doing this. Oh, like, and, and, it's, and it's kind of a, it's a self-conscious, sin-conscious uh, prayer. A saint is uh, maybe more uprighteous, arrogant, um, made announced before people, kind of like the Pharisees. It's praying, uh, uh, kind of, uh, here I am, prayers that are uh, maybe more complaining prayers. So it might be prayers, and, and this is actually really important, uh, uh, prayers, who has, I'm not asking you to raise your hand, but who has found themselves praying for maybe their colleagues or for a um, spouse or for their children or for um, just someone in their life that they get better to help your situation? Let, let, me, let me put it like this. Father, please fix my husband's because like, if, he just, if he just knew you, Lord, if he just knew you, we would have a better marriage. I love, uh, Dan Moller says this, it, it takes uh, two to tangle, but it takes one to pursue peace. This is not the message, but it's like, it takes two to tangle, but it takes one to pursue peace. So if that's you and you're going, oh, like I'm constantly fighting with this person, it only takes one to pursue peace. It takes two to tangle, T tangle, tango. <laughs> to fight, it has to be, it has to go both ways. And then there's sun. So it's comfortable. It's confident. It's hidden before man, yet fully announced before the Lord. Prayers that are for others and not prayers that necessarily benefit self. So what that prayer might look like is, Lord, I pray for my husband that he comes into his identity, that he sees who he is as a son of you, that he, that, that, that he walks in everything that you've called him to be. Not prayers that say, Father, please fix him because if you don't fix him by tomorrow, a marriage is up, we're going to be divorced. I don't know what's going to happen with the kids. Like you're going to then have to fix a bigger world of issues. It's prayers that go, Father, I just, your will come over his life. That he comes into his full anointing, full calling of what you've called him to be as a child of God. Sometimes we, we think God's not answering our prayers because we're praying that someone, someone changes to benefit our life. Not, to, not for their own salvation or not for their own revelation. 20. Truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, these things the son also does in the same way. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. And the father will show him greater works than these so that you will be amazed. What's so beautiful there is that when we pray as children of God, we're praying what the Father actually wants. And our prayer life looks like a, an open dialogue with the Father, an open connection. And it's, and it's like, Father, your will be done. Your kingdom come. You know the Lord's prayer. It's like your kingdom come on earth 
as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. We're actually calling out God's perfect will is that what heaven looks like, looks like within your sphere. And we, we are conduits of heaven. We're conduits of God. We're, we're, we're nothing special. Like we have, we're, we're sons and we're children of God, but it's not us that does it. Sometimes there's fears of, of the church that go, you can't pray for healing and you can't see them get healed because, because like you're not God. But the reality is, if you're praying, but it was, it was never you. If you pray for someone and you bring them into salvation, it wasn't you that saved them. You're just bringing them to the Father. In the same way, when you pray for healing for someone, it's not you that's healing them. You're actually bringing them before the Lord. And, you're, and, you, and, and that's what prayer looks like. And, and when we're praying, let's say we're praying for someone, there's, there's, a, there's an open connection. That, that you're praying for someone. Let's say I'm praying for Tim. I'm praying for Tim. I'm praying for him, right? It's going like this. But this dialogue between the Father and I never closed off. In fact, everything that I'm speaking into Tim or praying over him is not out of what I think might be good for him, but out of what the Father is saying through me for him. That's how we pray godly prayers. That's what a lifestyle of prayer looks like. The most beautiful thing with this analogy, the whole sinner, saint, and son thing, is that we're both sinners and we're saints. But the most important thing is that we understand that we're children of God. We are sinners. We're not perfect. We sin. I sin. And I repent daily. And we ought to all repent daily. But we're also, caught, we're also being made saints. Like Jesus, in our lowest of lows, lows, picks us up and brings us up with him. And he's called us out with Holy Spirit empowering you to live holy, to live blameless. So yes, we're both sinners and we're both saints, but he's called us to be children and to understand that we're children of God. And out of being a child, you can simply ask the Father. Cool. Does that make sense? Are we good? Purpose. Pray purpose prayers. I'll touch on this one. Just like this. Salvation isn't the destination, if I can just make this really clear for us. Maybe for some of us here, we think, all right, I gave my life to the Lord. I'm saved. I come to church. This is the right thing to do. I'm doing good. Yes, you're doing well. Keep going. You're amazing. Keep walking in everything God has for you. But salvation isn't where it ends. Salvation isn't where it ends. God commissioned us to preach the word and to bring heaven here on earth. God didn't ask us to pray. You know what's beautiful about our Father in heaven is that Jesus, when he's praying to the Lord, he didn't say, my Father. He brings you in and he says, our Father. He goes, all of you, disciples, because the disciples asked Jesus. They said, um, John's teaching his disciples how to pray. Can you, Jesus, can you teach us? So he goes, all right, disciples, get around. Our Father, your Father. Holy is your name. Then the, one of the first, so we're, we're, we're fully understanding that he's holy and he's perfect. But then the next thing that comes out is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the destination wasn't salvation. We need to get there. However, it's bringing heaven here on earth. So our prayers must be purposed prayers. 
When we're praying for our, uh, let, let's say we're praying for a colleague at work, it's that they come into their identity. Let's say we're praying for um, Tonga and you know, maybe the natural disasters. We're, we're, pr- we're praying specific pa- we're prayers. We're saying, God, like through this time that your kingdom would come, that there'd be great restoration, that your love pours on over, that the children of God do not lose sight, that they're, that they're still children, that they don't lose hope, but they walk in everything that you still call them to be. Pray purpose prayers. I'm going to read this scripture, Luke um, 22, 39 to 46. And he came out and went and was his habit to the Mount of Olives. What's beautiful is that he, he, as he went to pray, like the Bible even recites and says it was his habit to pray. And he came out and went as was his habit. His habit was prayer. How beautiful. These are the disciples that are writing. This is all those that are around him are writing of what's happening. They're, they're telling of, of what happened. How beautiful would it be if your family and your friends go, oh, he's just always praying or she's always praying. It's a constant communication. And the disciples also followed him. Now, when he arrived at the place, he said to them, pray that you do not come into temptation. What's beautiful here is this is just before Jesus is about to get betrayed. The power, and I just want to touch on this point and I have to move on, but the power in prayer is that Jesus Jesus gave, it doesn't say that Judas wasn't there. It just says his disciples were followed. But Jesus actually says, pray that you do not fall into temptation. It's almost as if Jesus says, yeah, pray that you do not, he almost gave, dare I even interpret this, it's almost like he gave Judas an opportunity to not betray him. Pray that you would not stumble. Pray that you would not fall in there and go down that path. Pray that you do not come into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, meaning he wasn't far. Pray that you do not... um, And he knelt down and began to pray, saying, Father, if you're... And it might be getting hard, but just be encouraged that it isn't our will, but it's his will. And that's what our life looks like. Our life as children is simply doing what the Father wants. And I tell you right now, it's the biggest blessing when you walk with the Father. Because when you walk as children of God, when God who owns all things, has all things has all the healing in the world, has all the finances in the world, has all the blessings in the world, has all the everything. He just bestows it upon you. He just gives it to you because he loves you and you're his son. He was praying and, and, uh, and then angels came and ministered to him. Um, and being in agony, he was praying very fervently and his sweat became like drops of blood falling down upon the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping from sorrow. And he said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you for Temptation for one person can, be ten- can be not be temptation for someone else. If I walk with someone that maybe had just gotten saved, but they're used to a life of stealing, and maybe went through, were going through woolies together, and maybe they're just they're like, oh, I could just take this chocolate bar, like I'm really craving it. That's crossing their minds. They might resist. They might never stumble over temptation, but they still thought it. For me, maybe I've never, I've never sold anything. It wasn't a habit. It wasn't like what I grew up with. So it didn't even cross my mind. Everyone's temptations, everyone's battles is going to look different. But pray purpose prayers. Pray kingdom-orientated prayers. Persistent. Are, are our prayers persistent war prayers that are barricading heaven and releasing the anointing here on earth? 
Luke um, 18, 1 to 8. It's really powerful. I can't even skip the scriptures. Now, he was telling them a parable to show them at all times they ought to pray and do not become discouraged, saying, in a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and did not respect any person. Now, there was a widow in that city, and she kept coming to him, saying, give me justice against my opponent. For a while he was unwilling, but later he said to himself, even though I do not fear God, nor respect any person. Yet because this widow is bothering me, I will give her justice. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will just wear me out and I'll be exhausted. And the Lord said, listen to what the unrighteous judge said. Now will God not bring about justice for his elect who cry out to him, point here, day and night. Day and night. So when you're praying for something, pray for it day and night. Sometimes we pray single prayers and we go, God, I just now leave it in your hands. No, be persistent. Let's pray. Let's barricade heaven. And will he delay long for them? I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. An unjust man will still bring justice to a situation because he's simply being bothered or nagged by someone. But the Father who loves you so much, will he not answer your prayers? My encouragement to you is that our lifestyle of, of, of prayer is coming from a position and a heart, understanding that we're sons of God, we're children, and if children, then heirs to his kingdom. That they're purposed prayers that in the situation that we're involved in, we're actually praying for heaven on earth scenarios. We're praying for heaven on earth encounters. And then with that, we are further, we, we, with fire, we are, we are unrelenting and we pray and we persist and we push and we do not stop day and night, it says. We're called to pray without ceasing. To pray without ceasing. Who here, I'm putting my hand up, who here is one, needing prayer for something, needs breakthrough in their life, anything? Could be finances, could be health, uh, it could be family with COVID, might not be you specifically, it could be getting a new job. Raise your hands, raise your hand, nice and high, nice and high. Look around the room, it is all of you. It is all of us. It is. It is. And, and unfortunately, for some of us, we feel ashamed to go, oh, should I be praying? Is this, like a, is this like I'm asking of God or something? No, when you're children and you understand that he loves you and that you're just, you're his child. For those of you that have children and you understand that you, you, you maybe you have children or maybe you don't and you have an animal and maybe they're like your child. And you, you go, oh, of course I'm going to feed my animal. Of course I'm going to give it water. Of course I'm going to, you know, love on it. I'm going to clothe my child. How much more who the Father, us being sinners, how much more would the Father answer your prayers? In Matthew it says, and again for the sake of time, but in Matthew it says, um, like almost like don't pray like, um, like all, the, all the religious, the Gentiles do, and um, it's like uh, don't pray with so much repetition. And what I feel also in that context, what it's saying is, like, 
or a, a, a basic necessity. Some, sometimes, for some of you, it might be other things. I don't want to go listing things because if for some of you it's not. But to, to pray for something that the Father gives so freely is to question that He is your Father. And say that again. To pray for something that a father gives so freely is to question that he is father of your life. So for some of us, it is simply believing that he is our God, sovereign God, but he is also our dad. And he loves us and he wants to look after you and he wants to take care of you. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to finish, I'm going to tell a story if that's okay, and then, and then we'll finish, we'll close in some worship, and, and we're going to pray together. Who likes stories? I like stories. So there's a story of this um, small blind boy named Ben and his pet bird, Benny. The child, small and wide-eyed and full of promise, Loved to play in the outdoors. The feel of the sun upon his face, the grass and dirt between his feet. He loved to play, to jump, to skip. But in particular, he liked to touch and discover all the different plants in their front garden. His dad, a gardener, would plant a variety of different plants of different textures and sizes for this boy to touch and play with. For he could not see them. On his 10th birthday, he jumped out of his bed, excitingly exclaiming to his parents in the early morning, it's my birthday, it's my birthday. The parents smiled and said to the boy, are you ready for your present? The blind boy, Ben, exclaiming, yes, yes. And the parents took him downstairs to the backyard to meet his new friend, a bird, Benny. This bird was sent and trained to guide him where he could not see and to tug him in times of danger, and to affirm him in times of delight. This this bird was to be as if Ben's eyes that he never had. Ben really loved playing outdoors. And so this one particular afternoon, he went out into the garden in the dusk of the day as the sun was going down to play, and suddenly Ben heard a noise. Another bird Across the street, he knew it wasn't his bird, but it sounded friendly. Ben unknowingly went to run toward that bird that was across the road, the road where cars were driving past, unaware of the child around the corner that is about to cross. And as he moved toward the road, his bird, Benny, pulled him back and stopped Ben from running into the four coming cars. The bird squawking and pulling. The boy halts and realizes what he had done. Thankful of the bird, he cradles little Benny and goes inside to tell dad of what just happened. The dad, heartbroken, in shock and upset of what could have happened, yet relieved and at peace, knowing that was the very reason why he gave this bird for him to be with. final scripture for today in Luke 3 1 verse 22 sorry 21 verse 22 now when all the people were baptized Jesus also was baptized and while 
get this, this is before Jesus did anything, any miracles. While he was praying, heaven was open. Prayers opened heaven. And the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. In you I am well pleased. The same Holy Spirit that descended on Jesus like a dove has been sent and released to empower you to do everything that the Lord has created you to be and do. When I walk with this dove on my shoulder, I am conscious and I am constantly aware of it. I might take a bigger step over a puddle or, or, or some rocks or a hill. I'm being steady. I'm consciously aware that this dove that is upon me. I walk cautiously and I'm aware that in everything that I do, every step that I take, how loud I speak or how quiet I speak, the dove is there. And in the same way, the Holy Spirit is upon you. And when we pray, I'd love to encourage you all to be conscious and aware that the same Spirit of God that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is now living in you. The Father loves you so much. The Father loves you so much. So just to recap, a lifestyle of prayer looks like a positioned heart as a child of God. Purpose prayers, we're praying, we're praying that the kingdom of God is released here on earth. Persistent prayers, unrelenting prayers. Unrelenting. And when we pray, we're consciously aware of the same Spirit of God that has now been sent to be with us. We're going to spend some time praying, if I can, in the next three minutes. Can we all stand? We're going to pray together. One thing to it's one thing to hear a word, it's another thing now to put it in practice. So we're gonna we're gonna pray and I want us to really 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 just allow Holy Spirit to speak through you. Allow that dove upon you, allow the Holy Spirit that is upon you to speak into your heart. So for 30 seconds, we're gonna pray, fully knowing that you're a child of the one. Sorry. We're going to pray and we're going to thank you for what He has done over our life. And I'm going to prompt us for the next ones. So let's pray. Just, just under your breath, just pray. Start thanking Him. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for the, the house over my head. Thank you that I have food. I have water. Just start praying. Start thanking Him now. Just start thanking God. Thank God for what He has done in your life. Maybe over COVID, maybe relationships. Thank you, Jesus. 20 more seconds. We're going to go to another one. Just thank Him. Start thanking Him. Thank Him. Thank the Lord. Thank you, God, for health. Thank you, God, that I'm breathing and I'm alive. Thank you, God, that I have a bed. Thank you, God, that I'm a child. Thank you that you love me. All right, next prayer. For 30 seconds, we're going to pray for the kingdom of God to be here on earth as it is in heaven. Come on. Raise your voices. 
Thank you, God. We ask that heaven is here on earth. Pray, lift up your voices, friends. Lift up your voices. We thank you for healing to take place. There's no sickness in heaven. We release healing in Jesus' name. By His blood, by His stripes, you are made whole. You've been listening to the GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.